skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMulder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is falsely accused of being a homewrecker. <laughs> But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. Although when you did that intro, I like had a vision of like a just break up court, you know, where we're yeah, judges yeah, no, I and like people, it. I like it. Yeah. people would have to come up and like, they, here's your argument. Here's your proof. I was, really, you know, I was channeling my, like, my inner Nancy Grace there. Just being oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be Judge you know? Judy. Okay. Casey Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not professionals. We're not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. It's the first episode of the week. So we're going to do a check-in topic. And today's check-in topic is inspired by the internet and an article love I that. found on it. <laughs> So, um, the internet, uh, have you ever heard of it? It's got like articles internet and stuff. It. I don't, I, I don't even know her. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I Valiant attempt and Thank really, you. really poorly Thank executed. You. Thank you. <laughs> Wi-Fi. I don't even know her. What? 
People are literally clicking unsubscribe. I can <laughs> like, hear the masses. <laughs> why are these weirdos laughing so much about a dumb, dumb joke yeah, that yeah, both with of their our shitty partners laughs. make? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, at, like, every six months, I literally Google dating trends to see if there's anything new and funny or or problematic that we can unpack on the show. And today, it's just a top 10 um, article. It's on flashpack.com called 10, quote, new dating trends anyone over 30 knows are BS. The age thing, I mean, all right, I think yeah, people I under 30. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> The intro to the article says there there seems to be a new dating trend every other week explaining how Generation Z is getting it on in ways never conceived of before. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> that's questionable. That's like when people are like, oh my God, all these new queer and trans people as if like yeah, that like, hasn't existed for eons. For a long time. Um, <laughs> The article goes on and says, except they're not. Here are 10 dating trends that people in their 30s and 40s will recognize as being very, very not new. Oh, I didn't read ahead. They're literally making... We should, we should read the articles before we do check-in topics uh, about them in the it's future. It's a listicle, so this is, I just was like scrolling. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so a couple of these things on the list we already know about, um, like the very first one is ghosting. Obviously, we know what the ghost is. You go on a date, maybe some dates, and then, you know, maybe you have sex or, or hold hands or whatever. And then one of you goes totally silent. They ignore texts, messages, calls. And their social media accounts can no longer be stalked, or even worse, <laughs> you can stalk them. You can still stalk them, yeah. They're yeah, still like there, yeah, yeah, or they're yeah, still yeah. like looking at all your stories on Instagram. Oh my god, even cute! Though so they this haven't spoken to you in yes, six exactly, months. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, this article has like what it used to be called, like in back in my day. <laughs> oh. And this is, says what it used to be called not calling (laughs) (laughs) track me to hell you stupid listicle Uh, i love it that's real i was just thinking about like yeah probably this like happened all the time how it (laughs) used to happen exactly in the same way but without social media blackout unless you lived in the same village or work in the (laughs) same office we feel feel like we jumped uh Mm -hmm. centuries in that um uh it's an easy way to walk out of a relationship for the uh, for the cowardly and conscious free. It's shitty, but not new. Very good. True. Ghosting. Very true. All right. Uh, how would you react if you were ghosted right now? Like oh, in God. this, in this 2023, Sam, uh, I don't think I would react super well to it still. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you I haven't think... like emotionally evolved fast being pissed. No. Yeah. I mean, I think like the enlightenment around it is like, but I would still be like, yeah, fuck this person. Yeah. Um, all right, dating. I think. Go ahead. No, I I think I would still have a reaction. Let's be honest about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, trend number two. This is new to me. It's called scrooging, (laughs) and what it is is being dumped, uh, dumping someone at Christmas or the holidays. (laughs) This allegedly (laughs) is a cruel thing to do because it quote ruins Christmas, and. Okay, I'm not, drag me to hell, but this is, says, what it used to be called is being sensible, because how it used to happen was you'd approach Christmas and think, should I splash a hundred pounds on this person I want to break up with? (laughs) Okay, we're in the UK. (laughs) Yeah. Should I spend half my jolly holidays wondering how and when I should ditch them? Um, Basically being like, no, you shouldn't spend the holidays with someone you don't want to be with. 
which I guess That's is not true. a wrong thing to I say. I know. All right. Okay. <laughs> and honestly, if you like break up with them, maybe they'll do a house share with somebody in Los oh Angeles God. and have like an amazing time and meet uh, a very Hallmark funny movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Very like, cute. <laughs> what if they switch houses with like somebody with a cottage in England and right? somebody like you know who, who, and and then your or hot brother can like start dating to, them. <laughs> or they they go to the the tree house, the tree farm. You know what I mean? Like the Christmas tree <laughs> yeah. farm in the tiny village of Kentucky, even though she's a, you know, hardworking lawyer in the big city. <laughs> denying someone a breakup before the holidays is denying them their Hallmark movie moment. And that's just not fair. Put it on, put it on a t-shirt. That's it right there. Okay. The next dating trend is called vulturing. What it is, hovering on the edge of a dying relationship, hoping for the scraps when it all goes tits up. Love that this is a UK article. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's very good. And what it used to be called is on the rebound or sloppy seconds. Don't like the don't like the slut shaming in that, but um Yeah, so that kind of makes sense. Um, But this is uh, very similar to how it used to happen, just on a more local scene level. Social media makes it a lot easier to scan crippled relationships on a national or even international level. Who is doing that? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) moving Uh, on from that weird. Have you ever done that? Have you ever like waited for somebody's bad relationship to end so you could like swoop in and be like the shoulder (gasps) to cry on? I have done the more active version of waiting, which is Breaking called home wrecking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying was sure. I on the sidelines on the bench? No, I you was in the game. You were down there. My you love. were directing traffic. Yes, you I were was like, like, you go over there. I was you like, go over wow, there. that sounds really hard. <laughs> we should make out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're all in our twenties once. Anyway, the okay, the next dating <laughs> trend number four is I think we've done this on like a Patreon. It's called kitten fishing. Kitten fishing, which is called, which is pretending to be someone you're not on a date, like catfishing, but in the flesh. And what it used to be called, this article. It's lying? No, dating. (laughs) (laughs) That is really true. That is, and this is Well, you just pretend. Yeah, you you fake to make it. All of the episodes of Seinfeld when they like lied about like being architects or whatever. Like, how many times that like George had to pretend that like Jerry's apartment was Vandalay Industries or whatever. Like, oh my God. <laughs> there's, we were, I grew up in a Seinfeld house to be clear. Yeah, no, everybody's just, like, house thinking about, Seinfeld like, house. Yeah. Oh, like how toxic is that? And like, yeah, yeah it's just like, or, why would you uh, lie? Cause you're going to be found out. <laughs> like that was always or my you're experience. Like hopeful, you know, like I remember in new relationships, I would be like, oh, I'm just like not a jealous person. I'm like totally cool and chill. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> And they were like immediately like, They're like you're oh, already cool. sweating. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's hot in here. Okay. Uh, next one is breadcrumbing, which is another one that's familiar to me, I think, which is uh, the article says that this is apparently a, the annoying habit of people, mainly men, not immediately or comprehensively telling pe- uh, people how much they like them, instead offering little tidbit compliments. And what it used to be called is playing it cool. Yeah. I don't know if I... Well, actually, this might be us like doing that therapy talk thing where we pathologize something. We're like, oh my God, they're breadcrumbing me when they're just like taking their time or like... No, but I think that there was like... 
when we were young, there was definitely a thing of like, oh, oh yes. don't come on too strong. You got to play it You're cool. You're totally right. You know, like, right. Like that sort of vibe, which <clears throat> makes sense. And then now we're calling it bread crumbing and like, yes. <laughs> again, pathologizing it. Yeah, which, totally. Like it should be like playing it I cool is, so. is, is not a great idea and in yeah. a lot of different ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So dating trend number six, which I had never heard of, but I like um, is U-turns. When someone goes full pelt into a relationship, absolutely not breadcrumbing, but chucking the whole loaf and a couple of seated baps at the person they're dating before realizing that they're not quite as keen as their sexual urges originally told their brain that they were. And that what it used to be called is getting carried away. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, No, I feel like now it would be called love bombing. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. U-turning. Mm-hmm. It's when you, no, no, no. So yes, you, you, you turn after love bombing, like you turning yeah. would be like, you go, 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 love bomb, love bomb, love bomb, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Uh, number seven, outsourcing. And it says people getting their friends to take control of their dating apps and profiles because they either think their friends will be wittier and make better decisions or because they're lazy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And now dating is really hard and talking about yourself can be challenging and you want people who know you well to tell the other people what they know about you. (laughs) I, I I recommend this. Like I think people, I think it's your friends see you differently and they see different aspects of you that, that you don't necessarily like see yeah, and like always, always, always give your, your dating profile to a friend and have them help you pick pictures because oh, absolutely. Cause they know your face better than you do. <laughs> right. And you're like, I look great in this one in which I'm like obscuring half of my face and holding a book and trying to look smart. And they're like, no, no, do the one with the ass like, girl. Show your whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no face at all. Just JK, JK, I think that's JK, the best JK. way to go about it. <laughs> anyway, they, the article said what it used to be called is getting your mate to tell your mate that you fancy them. <laughs> that's really true. That's cute. <laughs> um, okay. Date number eight. We got three more cookie jarring. Yeah. We talked about this one too. And I have no memory of what it is. Yeah. No idea. I was about to be like, I don't know what this is. So apparently I do. When you date someone <laughs> and you maintain contact with potential alternatives, or fallback options, what it used to be called, hedging your bets. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is... says how it used to happen is not only was this prevalent, it was a lot easier. No social media upon which to post photos of a suspiciously friendly encounter with the other. No way for the other to know that you were setting updates for, with someone else. Expensive text messages making a slip of the thumb were far less likely. Oh, so what you're trying to say, oh my God, that's so true. It's probably way easier to have an affair. In like the eighties, <laughs> probably. Yep, because like you, your location and wasn't I'm tracked like everywhere you went. Eighties, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, I feel like there's like we used to call this like they're putting me on the back burner, Ooh, right? Like yeah, when yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. they're just like keeping me, they're keeping me warm, they're keeping me at a simmer so that yeah, they can always come back to me and cook their noodles if they need to. <laughs> okay, this is a funny one, or the the article is trying to be cheeky. All right, mm, cushioning. Oh, great, thank you. Ooh. Cushioning is called what it is breaking up with someone in a nice way. This is a trend. Apparently. Okay. We're going to get into this later this week. <laughs> <laughs> and what it used to be called being kind and probably lying. It says in parentheses. <laughs> so true. 
Yeah. It says how it used to happen. An emotionally but ma- an emotional but mature conversation in which the dumper would explain to the dumpy the reasons for the dumping and hope that once things had healed, they could remember why they once loved each other and use this as a foundation for a lifelong friendship. This might be there might be some resistance, some attempts to persuade the dumper into a different course but it's all very civilized either that or the dumper would say it's not you it's me thinking that anyone would actually buy that line listen <laughs> I, I buy that line <laughs> i buy that line yeah uh, and i have said it and it hasn't been true <laughs> <laughs> it's not me it's not you it's me and my feelings about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not you it's that yeah. i don't like you yeah <laughs> that's the issue yeah. here okay last one which i'm interested to see fucking where they take this is the new dating trend is talking what it is. According to the Huffington post, it is quote texting between two people who have a clear interest in one another in some romantic or sexual way, but who aren't ready mm-hmm. to make anything official. Okay. That makes sense. You're like, Oh, I'm talking to somebody new. What yeah, it used to be yeah. called is flirting. Yeah, that's sure. fine. I mean, I but guess like, like list- listicles like more... have to fill themselves, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like flirting is like, Flirting is like you something you can do with like lots of people, but like talking is like we're kind of on. A oh yeah, trajectory. I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. means something to me. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay, well that was our. Now we're in the know, as we Great. apparently always were. We were, <laughs> and now we're in the know in a different way, yes, which is exciting. We knew, <laughs> and now we know. <laughs> I hate us. Okay, let's get into this week's letter. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right. Today's letter comes to us from not a home record, just a bystander whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from my neighbor's Midwestern house fire. Mm. Hello, Sam and Sierra. Let's get right to the pickles. I am a mid 30 something basic bitch, cishet female, she, her. A year ago, I met my friend, late 30s, cishet male, he, him, through a niche hobby that we're both very passionate about. I'm going to refer to my friend as C. C is a wonderful, thoughtful goofball of a human being. We have a lot in common, and it's so fun to have someone to do this niche hobby with. Okay, time out, T.O. They don't describe what this niche hobby hobby is, and I really want to know. <laughs> I know. I was like, pickleball. <laughs> Pottery. No, it can't. <laughs> I don't know. You got to do it together. Yeah. Okay. So my mind always goes to something really obscure, like, um, bird pla- watching, planking, or I don't know, <laughs> parkour. <laughs> my hobby is planking. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, here we go. I was feeling a little lonely after some recent friendship breakups and the isolation of the pandemic. So I'm extremely delighted to be friends with this person. I love our friendship and our deep, healthy, emotional intimacy that has been naturally unfolding. Sounds like a non-pickle, don't you think? You'd think wrong. I feel like my friendship with C is calling... I feel like my friendship with C is causing a lot of discord in his marriage. C's wife has made it very clear that she does not like me and never will and is blaming me for the deterioration of their marriage. To be absolutely crystal clear, I do not want anything beyond a friendship with C, and C feels the exact same way. We like our friendship, and we don't want that to change. I don't want to stop being friends, but I feel so guilty for adding unnecessary and unfounded turmoil in C's marriage. C and his wife got married in their extremely early 20s, and from what C has told me, it sounds like the relationship isn't very healthy. C has told me that his wife 
wife gets very upset when he has any female friends. And for whatever reason, I seem to be particularly upsetting and threatening. She makes C turn on his location tracker whenever we go out to do our niche hobby. Okay, so it's outside. Yeah, it's bouldering. <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> um, to make sure that... <laughs> we're detectives. To make sure that he is where he said he would be. If he deviates slightly from where he's supposed to be, i.e. going to the gas station, or she feels like he has been out longer than she wants, she will bombard him with phone calls and texts accusing him of cheating with me. She's called me a homewrecker, a slut, a slutty side piece, the quote, little girlfriend, and other unsavory names several times. C says that when she gets really upset, she will try to physically prevent him from leaving the house. Oh, God. I feel stuck, and I don't know what to do. I know it's not my relationship to manage, and C has reassured me several times that her behavior and feelings are not at all a reflection of me and that he still wants to continue our friendship. I have offered to hang out with both of them so that she can get to know me a little bit better and see that I'm not a threat, but she refuses this. The pickles become even more pickled by the fact that C told me recently that he has been contemplating a divorce for the past couple of years. This makes mm -hmm. me feel even guiltier because I feel like I am the human equivalent of pouring gasoline on the house fire that is their marriage. C mm -hmm. has reassured me that I'm not the cause of their relationship falling apart, but I still feel like part of it is my fault. What do I do? Is it unethical of me to continue our friendship? I think C is a wonderful human and deserves a loving and supportive romantic partner. So how do I become a supportive friend without overstepping boundaries? How do I navigate this in a way that is fair and respectful to both C and his wife? Is there something else I should be doing to help C's wife feel better and reassured that I do not want her man? Or am I just getting completely wound up in business that is does not belong to me. Please excuse this long ass letter. And also please excuse the swearing. I just really fucking love cursing. Thank you for your help and insights. I am so appreciative of how you approach every letter with such genuine empathy, open-heartedness and kindness. Sincerely, not a homewrecker, just a bystander. What if the hobby is just like going out and drinking? Um. <laughs> <laughs> clever, you just clever, kidding. you clever bitch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not a homewrecker. Uh, thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this question. Um, you're in a really hard place to be in, right? Because oh you're not hardest. doing anything wrong and, and somebody is like really convinced that you are. And it seems like that person doesn't want to be convinced right. of anything else besides the fact that you're trying to steal her husband and getting in the way of their relationship. And um, it can be really hard to be in a position where it's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just being friends with this person. And totally. You're sort of getting all of this vitriol and, and all of this um, angst from, from the person in the relationship and appreciate that you have empathy for that, right? Like the recognition of like, I don't want to be doing anything wrong. I, I want this person to like me. I want, right. And, and sort of being met with some stubbornness around this. Um, so I'm sorry that you're in this pickle. I'm sorry that it is so pickly. Um, we're going to get into some advice and some musings in just a minute. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says Quince. 
You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. I can't believe you were the first person to make an even more pickled joke. You know, that was very clever. It's a very salty brine that you're in. You're getting, you're getting especially pickled. Yeah. Um, but so kudos to you for that. Um, and yeah, this is such a tricky situation um, to be in. But the, what is tricky about it is how to extricate yourself from the stress of it. You know, how you can have empathy for your friend. You can have heart boundaries in terms of like what you're not going to be available for in terms of like, you're not going to be put in between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But again, this is not your relationship. I feel like, you know, this, you know, that this is C's 
partnership with his wife and this is his wife's toxicity and their baggage or whatever. But there's some sort of like nagging guilt in you of like, I should be doing something to fix this. And I'm going to do that thing that I fucking always do, which is be like, where did you learn? <laughs> mm. Where did you learn um, that you needed to, to accommodate everybody's needs and feelings? I'm not going to wallow on this point for too long because like, I don't think it's that deep, but also this response that you're having, this idea that like, oh my God, maybe I shouldn't have this friendship or I feel so guilty. I am the gasoline on their house fire. Mm. You're taking this really, really personally. And that makes a lot of sense to me as somebody who has empathy for my friends and what they're going through. But you are going to have to figure out a different new way to carry this because like you said, this is, this is not... This friendship isn't unethical. And to our listeners that are like, eh, I don't know, you're obviously like causing something in their marriage. If you think it's unethical, then I, I challenge you to question the ideas you have about ownership, about independence mm. in partnerships. Like C is allowed to have friends that are of the opposite gender and sex. Like that mm -hmm. is a right that he has that is being incredibly threatened by his spouse's pain and insecurity. Um, and that's sad to me. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it would be, you know, it would be a, a, not a different story, but like a slightly changed story if there weren't also all of this behavior yeah. by his wife that is like really deeply problematic and is, and I would say is probably emblematic of like something that is deeper than just the fact that he has a friend that is of the gender that he yes. would be attracted to. Exactly. Right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you can have crunchy, uncomfortable feelings about your spouse or partner being friends with somebody that you might be a little jealous of. And it's very different than being like that person's a homewrecker. That person's a slutty side oh, piece. Yeah. I'm going to physically prevent you from leaving the house. I'm going to track your location. I'm going to berate yeah, you and there, barrage you with text messages. There's a lot going on there. Yes. Right. Like there's, there's definitely more here than the, than just the fact that like you came into this person's life. Right. Yes. Like this is, this is a deeper sort of core issue. So like, right. You might be, maybe fanning the flames of this relationship inadvertently, right? Cause you're just like over here fanning yourself and like, it's kind of like getting on this house, <laughs> but the house itself has like, has already crumbled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. the foundation is wrecked. Like the, like everything's on fire. There's like, not, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of saving this relationship. Yeah. So I don't want you to look at the flames and say like, I created that. I want you to look at this flames and say like, Wow, that's a house on fire. I wonder I wonder yeah, how that got yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. And I want to I want to go like a step farther with that metaphor and and say that the house was on fire before you met C. Oh, so absolutely. there is literally no can, you can't be like, "Oh my god, I started this fire by fanning my my face because the fire was hot." Or just yeah, like, no. because it's hot outside. Um, and again, if you're feeling, if you're a listener and you're like, I don't know, like there's definitely some cause and effect here. Sure. You can say, wow, the letter writer's existence is causing this person to act this way. But the point I want to make is that this could be anybody. This could, this, this yes. literally has nothing to do with the letter writer because it could be any other person who is of 
the other opposite gender or sex or a threat to the relationship. Like, yep. so that's why if, it could, if, if the common denominator is not our letter writer and is in fact the wife with, with her feelings of jealousy and insecurity, then it's, it's not actually about this friend, you know? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's, it's the idea that you sort of came in and are like making this happen is, is n- not true. And and the fact that you are doing something 100% innocent in proximity of this house fire doesn't yeah. mean that you caused the house fire, right? Yeah. Like you didn't, you didn't throw a match on it. You didn't pour gasoline on it. Like all you're doing is like standing next to it. And somebody is saying, look what you caused. Look what you, yes, look, like, totally. look what you did. And I, and I just want to say that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Like you little side that. piece. Oh God. It felt dirty <laughs> to even read out loud. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all of this to say, right. Like, even though you're doing, nothing wrong, even though like you, I believe you that this is all innocent. And yeah. I firmly believe that people can be friends with people <laughs> that period. are yeah. right. Like just like p- period. Right. Um, yeah. I also recognize that this is a really sticky situation for you to be in, right? Like even though you're, you are not in the wrong in any way, it can still definitely feel like it. And it can still also be really uncomfortable to be in relationship with somebody whose partner yes, hates that is you. A and great is like, point. That is uncomfortable. Right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things that I would consider for you is how are you taking care of yourself in moments where you are having this like panic around like, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something mm-hmm. wrong? Like, what are the things that you are telling yourself? How are you holding yourself in that to say, I'm just being friends with this person. That's the only thing that I'm mm. doing, right? It is not my fault that this relationship is so toxic. I yeah. did not cause this. I am just peripheral to it, right? Like yeah. I am just standing on the sidelines of it being accused of something, right? Like how are you holding yourself in that? And then I would say like, how are you talking to C about sort of how this is making you feel in this situation as well, right? Like I understand that like it's his relationship and that you're not really related to her, but I also think that this is something that you could say to him around like, it's really hard to be in this position where your wife really hates me and we're not really doing anything wrong and I don't need you to fix anything or do anything differently. Like I just want to name that and, and like make sure that we're still operating yeah. in the boundaries of what's okay for us. Right. Like if we're ever getting to a point where we are crossing something or where it is being inappropriate, like I want us to be able to talk about that. Cause I'm not interested in contributing to any of the narrative that's going on here, but I still really do want to be your friend. Yeah. I have like a little bit of a side story. Um, one time I was like blatantly wrongfully inappropriately accused of like flirting with someone in like, like a professional relationship by his wife. Um, oh yes, I remember this. This was yes, a, this it was, was a, so toxic. A real thing. Yeah. It was so fucking toxic because it couldn't have been. I swear on my fucking baby's life that it couldn't have been farther from the truth. I had no interest mm-hmm. in this person. There was no romance, no flirting, whatever. This person, the the it was sign- like a very professional relationship that you had with this person. <laughs> yes, and um, his wife was just like. Just like the the, uh, the description here was like irrationally insecure and jealous and was like 
was not in the realm of adult rational behavior. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And I remember explaining to somebody once what happened, like she had sent me like a really inappropriate, um, cruel text message, basically calling me a homewrecker. And I was like, where the fuck is this coming from? Because uh, it was it was unprompted too. I had like literally texted him that I was going to be late to work because my house was broken into. And God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so fucking weird. Anyway, so this, this, all the backstory is literally I unnecessary. I like just like talking to you on yes. the phone about this for like hours. Well, like, because I, what is happening? My house was broken into. I texted him at like 530 in the morning that I was going to be late because I was I like I had to deal with it and I was going to go back to sleep. And then I woke up to like a text from her on his phone number that was like, you're a home wrecking piece of shit or something like that. And it was just so bizarre. Uh, whatever the backstory, the more story about it, I could tell you more. It's just not important. Hmm? Subscribe to our Patreon to get the juicy details. <laughs> okay. All right. We got our next Patreon episode lined up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So I was explaining what happened to, um, that I was explaining this dynamic with, a friend or, or like a, a, a different colleague um, who was in a different part of my life, like a poetry part of my life. And she had like a totally different approach to it. Like I was trying to be professional. I was trying to like stay away from this person who this woman who one, I didn't have a relationship with, I didn't work with, you know, I hadn't had more than two conversations with her. And I was like, wow, you are obviously unstable. I'm not going to like participate in this conversation because I don't want to fuck your husband, you know? But she was like, oh, you should just text her and be like, you know, no, you misunderstood. Like, I, I have no interest in your husband. Like, this isn't what you think it is. And she, it was so clear on her side to be like, oh, just tell her, like, this is not it. But from my perspective, I was like, this woman is irrational and toxic. And like, I I don't want to talk to this person. Like they yeah, seem really unsafe, sure. right? Yeah. But I, I never forgot about that woman's advice of just like say something to her. And I didn't because I didn't think saying something to her would do anything. It wouldn't like change. We're not, we're not talking in the same world. We're not talking in the same conversation, you know? Right. Yep. But I wanted to bring that to this conversation and be like, well, what do you think? Is there a world in which the letter writer says... I don't want your husband like you need to like chill (laughs) for me. The answer is no, because that is inserting yourself. And it is also going against the instinct of like, I don't know, this person's comments to me seem very unhealthy. And so I don't want to have a conversation with somebody who is unhealthy and being really disrespectful to me in the meantime, who's not interested in talking or getting to know me, you know. And she like is refusing to hang out with her right like so there's definitely a little bit of like i'm firmly in my camp and i know that this is a this is a bad thing that's happening and you're like cheating on me with this homewrecker and i will be never be convinced of anything otherwise and And also like it sounds hella sexist so like i don't want to be friends with a sexist (laughs) you know what i mean that's also that's also real um but yeah i think that like i think if i were you I would try and remain as uninvolved in all of this stuff as possible. And I would think for you also about like, what are the boundaries around? Like, what do you want to hear about the situation from C Mm, as well? mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. Like you can, it can be like, we can talk about 
what's going on in your relationship. I'm happy to do that. I don't want to hear the things that your wife says about me, right? Like, I don't want to hear that she calls me, that you're calling me or that she's calling me like a slutty little side piece. Like that's not good for me. But if you want to talk about the fact that she is jealous or she was like trying to get, prevent you from leaving, or she's been tracking your location, like that kind of stuff is fine. So like, you can decide sort of where the boundaries are with this friend as well about like how deeply you want to get involved in or not even involved, how deeply you want to hear about yeah, because you're not what's involved. Going on That's a great way. Situation yeah, great you're clarifying. Not involved in it, yeah. right? mm-hmm. You are just going to do this bouldering or whatever with your friend. <laughs> cross stitch, not cross yeah, fit. Cross stitch. <laughs> um, I, you know, just to add to that too, of like, your friend's gonna need you. What if it's tornado chasing? Oh my god. <laughs> Do you know they're coming out with a new Twister movie? Like like a I, remake or a sequel? Uh, a sequel? I'm not okay, sure. Like with Helen no, Hunt? It can't no, be with Bill. No. What's his name? Because he's dead. No. So. Or Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Hoffman, thrilled. He's dead. I know. It's so sad. Um, I'm thrilled uh, that, that that movie lives in infamy in my brain, in my child brain. <laughs> anyway, it's good. It's still good. I check. Yo, I literally just recently sent the trailer to Spencer and I was like, this trailer alone is cinematic gold. <laughs> so rewatch it. Tangent going back. Listen, letter writer, not homewrecker observer, whoever you are. Um, your friend's going to need you when he goes through a hella toxic, hella messy divorce in a couple of years. <laughs> so that, yep. so, um, just keep that in mind. Like you're a good person. You are in a good friendship. We are, we all deserve friendships. We deserve non-romantic, non-sexual, emotional intimacy with other humans. That is very natural. It's not just natural. It's a blessing. What a blessing this friendship is. It's it's sad and f- frustrating that as humans, we can hurt each other so much, but it's, it's not your relationship. I want to end with one really quick um, story and one really uh, like like a mantra that comes from the story and a, and a plug we on our Patreon. Yeah. I'm just gonna, just, just gonna ra- three ram things. it all. In, it's all one story. It fits. It's, that's a, it, those are just, We're all over the place with this episode. Listen. So we've been doing these, uh, just break up office hours over on our Patreon. If you're a subscriber for $10 a month or an annual level for any amount, we've been doing these monthly zooms where we, Sam and I hang out and we answer your questions live. It is so fun. It, we always text afterwards how it like fills up our cup. If you're mm-hmm. one of the people who attends, you know, it's like only like 20 people every month or whatever. But if you're one of the people who attend, you know what we're talking about. We love you so much. And um, (laughs) they last week, somebody asked a really great question about like a relationship that her loved one was in that was really tricky and how she was really stressed about it. And that they were making choices in the relationship that were really stressful and, and frustrating and sad. And, and she was really anxious about them. And we, left her with the mantra, like, these are not my logistics. Like her loved one was moving with this person and it was like a bunch of really stressful logistics, she said. And mm-hmm. I told her like, the thing you're going to say to yourself is these are not my logistics. These are not, this is not my relationship. This is not the thing I'm going to fixate on that because the fixating tells us that we need to fix it, that we, that we need to prevent it. We need to prevent suffering. We need to prevent stress. We need to help these people, save these people, 
that is all on our shoulders, but it's not your logistics. It's not your relationship. It's not your divorce. Um, Mm. And so that's, I just want you to say that to yourself. And my plug is Sam and I's birthday. We share a birthday. It's coming up on June 2nd, but on May 30th, we're going to have our next Just Breakup Office Hours and we're opening it up to everybody. So if you subscribe for $5 a month, you not only get a backlog of like 30 billion extra episodes (laughs) at this point, (laughs) um, you get to join us for a a live Zoom Q&A hangout for our birthday on May 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, These are really fun. They're really intimate. We we opened it up to everybody in um, over the holidays and that was really fun. So we're doing again for our birthday may 30th sorry about the plug in the middle of your letter (laughs) (laughs) all right homewrecker um remember what's yours not a (laughs) homewrecker which is that uh remind yourself that this is not your relationship remind yourself that being friends with someone is not a bad thing to do. Um, remind yourself that it is not your job to fix this woman's perspective of you right. of or of your relationship. Um, and I hope that the friendship that you have with this person continues to grow, continues to flourish. Um, and I also just want to say that you're allowed to talk about what you want to talk about and you're allowed to say that some things are off the table. Yes. Um, but remember that you are not doing anything wrong in the situation um, and that we support you and love you and, and hope that you can find a way to navigate this friendship in a way that's going to be fulfilling for both you and for C. Absolutely. All right, my darling, we love you so much. Thank you so much for writing. We hope this helps. Okay, friends, actually, Time out for a second. This is Sierra and Sam um, recording a totally different session that we decided to insert into this episode (laughs) days after we had recorded this letter um, because Spencer, uh, a.k.a. Big Cats, our phenomenal producer and friend, texted us and was like, I feel like there's something missing from this response um, from the conversation. And Sam and I totally agreed. So we wanted to add a little bit more um, to our response and we're doing it with the help and guidance of our awesome producer, Spencer. Hi, Spencer. Hi. Thanks for Also, everybody loves it when you join an episode because they think you're smart and charming and talented and you have a sexy voice. Everyone thinks that? That's <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, it's a rule. If you listen, it's like the number if you one listen to our podcast, you, you have to think those things. Sorry, it's not, I don't make the rules, except for I absolutely do. <laughs> okay, so why don't you introduce um, um, some of the thoughts that you had, which we all agree with. Sure. Um, as I was listening to the episode, I was just thinking about a couple specific things that the letter writer mentioned, um, like her friend's spouse not letting him, like physically preventing him from leaving the house or yeah. tracking his location and aggressively confronting him about it, or I, it was unclear, maybe doing so without his consent. And some of those things just really stuck out to me as at least potentially abusive behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to have a conversation about that um, because I think that context is important right? in terms of what advice we might give this letter writer. I thought the advice that you two gave the letter writer was, was 
really good and, and on point. I just also thought that there might be a bigger picture here, which might include my friend might be in an abusive relationship and it sounds like they might actually be having some trouble trying to leave that abusive relationship and that might impact what advice we would give this person and how this person can support their friend. So I just wanted to sort of open up that uh, part of the conversation too, and maybe broaden our context a little bit within which we're uh, responding to our letter writer. Yeah. And I think the, I think that's great, a great addition to the conversation, particularly because of the limited representation we have of, you know, hetero presenting couples experiencing abuse in which um, the person experiencing it is the man. Um, and so like that comment is there, or that experience already has such little commentary around it. And I think you're totally right to be like, it's just, it's, it, regardless of whether or not we know what's going on um, in that relationship, it's important to point out like, this sounds like abuse. This sounds like control tactics that are, that are abusive and are, are rooted in power and control. Um, And I think that is, that makes the situation just that much more difficult because as we've said on past episodes, it's really hard to watch the person you love even in a friend context um be be in a a relationship like that and and potentially be unsafe particularly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely because then the conversation necessarily has to be different because it's not just like oh don't tell me about this stuff but instead has to be like hey i'm seeing this stuff and i'm also like really uncomfortable with what's going on here um and so it just kind of changes the dynamics of of like whether or not this person feels like they he can't leave or whether or not he feels like he's being actively controlled. Um, so like to the letter writer, I think I would advise to even like ask questions about that um, to see sort of how he's feeling about the situation and 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 understand like if he needs help to get himself out of this uh, mm-hmm. relationship that is really really problematic. Um, because that is something that I that I would want to do for a friend who I was seeing being controlled by by somebody else. But that's also a really hard place to be because there's not much that we can actually do to fix the situation or change the situation as somebody who's on the mm-hmm. outside of it. Yeah, I think we were kind of looking at it from this person doesn't like me. There's maybe some jealousy going on. Maybe they're just sort of generally a dick, which... Could definitely be true, but I think there were also some, some tones of this person might potentially be in an abusive relationship and, you know, it's not totally clear to me from the letter, which of those is the case or if it's some amount of both. And I think they, they sort of require different or could require different approaches. And unfortunately I don't have any great concrete advice on what to do if if that is the case that your friend is indeed in an abusive relationship i just wanted to make sure that we weren't um that we weren't skipping past that especially you know sierra to your to your point i think men often 
struggle to be heard when they do share these types of things. And so I just wanted to make sure that we weren't also doing that in this case. You know, if one of you told me that you couldn't hang out because your spouse was physically preventing you from leaving the house, that would be really concerning. You know, I, I think that goes um, well beyond jealousy or, you know, not being comfortable around one of your your spouse's friends or something like to me that that is a very different scenario and i think it also points to maybe a different underlying root cause of whatever is going on here instead of just jealousy or whatever it it might be um you know i think one of you in in your response said something to the extent that like this could be anyone here in the letter writer's position. I don't think it's uniquely the letter writer that is upsetting to this spouse. I think this situation would have happened with any close friend of a gender that their spouse was attracted to. And to me, that's indicative of something maybe bigger than just a relational issue. I think if I found myself in a situation like this, my my first concern would be to try and make sure that my friend was safe, you know. Sam, can you give me some examples of some of those like compassionate questions that you might ask? Like I'm I'm thinking about what Sam just said or Spencer just said of like, um, do you feel like safe enough that you could leave this relationship physically? You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think that that's a great question. I think that, you know, as he is telling the letter writer about, um, his experience of like, I don't know, she's tracking me and and she can see that we like went a different way than I told her we were going to, like, you can just ask questions about like, how does it make you feel Mm -hmm. when she does stuff like that? Right. Or you could even say like, wow, that sounds really concerning to me. Right. Like if somebody, if I were in a relationship and someone were tracking where I was going, I would feel really unsafe. Like, how does it, how are you feeling about the fact that that's happening right now? Um, and again, it's like about how can you be curious while also compassionate, but also like, you don't have to normalize the behavior, right? You don't have to say like, oh, haha, good. Like that, that's fine, right? You can say like, oh, if that were me, this would, I don't think that that would Mm -hmm. make me feel good. Right. Like, I, I'm concerned about the the things that she's doing and how she's talking to you. Um, and, and like, you can, you can sort of say that kind of stuff out loud, but it's also like not the letter writer's job to fix this relationship or to get him mm-hmm. out of it. Right. Like that is, she can certainly be a conspirator in that if, if he asks mm-hmm. her to, but it's also like, she has little control over whether or not this relationship ends or changes or becomes healthy or any of that. But she doesn't also have to sit there and, and observe it without saying her own piece around what it feels like to be in the situation with him. Yeah. That's challenging. Like I said earlier, like it's very challenging to see people we care for, um, be in situations that hurt them and, you know, are stressful for us as well. Um, And you also like don't want to prove the spouse right either. You know what I mean? Where like the spouse is like, has this conspiracy theory that like she's trying to break up the marriage and then like sort of comes in and is like, this marriage is really unhealthy. Like I can, but if it (laughs) is unhealthy in the ways that we're sort of talking about here, like, 
Yeah. It's not that you, again, it's not that you're a homewrecker in this situation. You are just like the bystander when it comes to seeing a friend in a relationship that's, that's either toxic, abusive, however the person in it might describe it. Um, and so part of it is like, you don't have to take on the blame for the deterioration of this marriage, regardless of whether it is abusive or toxic. And instead recognize that like your role here is just to support the person that you are friends with in either maintaining this relationship, if that is what he wants to do or in helping him get out of it. But you can do that in a way that lets you speak your piece as well and and sort of name that that's not working for you. But it's just a tricky situation to be in and in like, Lots of different ways. I'm kind of like, you know, this letter has like, you know, stewed in me since we answered it, however, like a week ago or whatever. And I'm over this partner. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) Spencer's right. (laughs) This is textbook abuse tactics, number one. Number two, this jealousy charade, you know, like this... You know, the the fear that the friend has of, like, not wanting to be the homewrecker archetype that the significant other is painting her as, honestly, is another control tactic. Like, this this wife mm-hmm. doesn't want to, doesn't want her super toxic behavior to be known. So, like, I, I'm, I'm at this point in my advice, which obviously changes and matures like a fine wine or deteriorates. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> sure. I I'm just I don't have a lot of patience for the spouse um cuz we're all grown adults here, you know, and um mm-hmm. I I'm thinking about her the ways in which she's trying to isolate her husband and isolate him physically and emotionally like I don't know. Just it, it, going back to the example I shared in the episode which you guys are listening to presently but we're talking about in retrospect. Um the example about like, should I just text this boss's wife and be like, I don't want your husband, <laughs> you know? Um, I think Spencer brought up something when we were talking privately about this, just that like, it's very obvious that this significant, it, it's obvious that you cannot expect a rational response from this significant other, you know? Um, mm. I don't do what that, do with that as you will, which is like maybe not include her on your processing of this tricky situation. Does that make sense? For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. Well, everybody, thanks, Spencer. Thank you, Spencer, for adding your this point to our episode. And we'll go back to the other recording right now. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like access to ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. And if you support us for $5 a month, you'll also be able to join us for our office hours on May 30th to celebrate uh, Sierra and my birthday. Sam is coming of age. He will be turning 18. (laughs) Yeah, and Sierra is turning 100. All right, you can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. 
Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvida Media, original music recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Uh, make sure to check out his podcasts and his music over on Spotify. And remember, all of your worry and your stress often don't actually help the person that you're worrying and stressing for. Take a deep breath. Remind yourself what you can and cannot control, what is and is not within the realm of your responsibility. It's not your relationship. It's not your logistics. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>